What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Funcast, episode 77. Lucky episode 77. Today is April 21st. March 22nd was only one week ago. <laughs> That's how it feels. We're Time's definitely real quarantined. Anymore. We're oh definitely quarantined. So this every episode is now the quarantine edition. This is actually the fifth episode of the quarantine edition, for those of you counting. Uh, for those of you not counting, this is What the Funcast. Uh, welcome aboard. Nice to see you. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Paul, and joining me is Mr. Ahmed himself with the uh, the alfalfa do going on here. <laughs> my hair. I cannot wait to see my barber. Oh, my God. I'm telling my you, hair. the barbershops and like anything, any establishment that's willing to cut hair remotely correctly is going to be swamped. Do you see this? <laughs> it it literally so is like if somebody slashed Gerald's hair in half. <laughs> Gerald from Actually, hey Arnold. you know what? Hold on a second. So, if you keep growing that out, you can be one of those people that wears like the little little ponytail thing from the top. Like you know how some people like shave their whole head and then they got the little ponytail in the middle going down the back. A mohawk? What no, a ponytail it's in like, the middle. Not, not like a ponytail, but like when they like bun it off. I guess it's more like a bun than a ponytail. Like a man bun? I guess kind of like a man bun. I'm thinking more of a ponytail Maybe. still, but because I saw that hairstyle on Animal Crossing the other day, and I was like. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really really close to just buzzing it off. I have the clippers, and I have a bathtub. So you have the clippers and you have a bathtub. You know hair you clogs drains, right? It's fine. No, you cover the drain. You get all the hair collect, then you pick it up. But just you so get, that it's in the bathtub, he said it's in you a get all the hair collect. Yeah, collected. You whatever. Like it's contained. You don't have to worry about like it being in some nooks and crannies. Like it's all in the bathtub. Why you got to bring everything back to Animal Crossing? Who said anything about? He said Animal all Crossing? the nooks and the crannies. <laughs> So, you're right, you're right. So we went on our weekly run to Costco to get food today because we have literally no fruits and vegetables, and we were running on, like, non-perishable stuff. So we go, first of all, there's no meat. There's, like, no meat whatsoever. There's no frozen salmon. There's, like, minimal frozen anything, like, really? meat-wise. It's ridiculous. I, there's no paper products. If you need to wipe your ass or wipe your face, good luck because they got nothing. Well, no listen. To- it's probably just not at Costco. It's probably at other grocery stores where things are more expensive, but it's just oh, not at Costco. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But we last time we drove by Costco thinking about going in, and there's a line of like a 1,000 people, people mm-hmm. were walking out with packages of Bounty. So the paper towel and the toilet paper is out there. They just didn't have it today. <laughs> it's definitely at my grocery store. I had no problem, but I also haven't like been buying it. I just... I already had it, so I'm good. I don't know. I I'm was safe. just shook when I saw all the all the all the meat was gone. I was like, "Hello," because then there's all these things about like the meat suppliers are getting infected and whatever. Anyways, point being, we're walking through and we passed by this piece of furniture that what was it? A clay? Uh, Lauren, what was it called? The piece of furniture we saw at Costco? The clay holder thing that goes in the garden? Oh, it was a potting. Uh... Bench. A potting bench, of course. What the hell's a potting bench? I don't know, but I walked by and I'm like, Lauren's like, oh my god, a potting bench. I'm like, that shit looks like it came straight out of Animal Crossing. Don't even lie to these people. <laughs> it does sound like something you'd craft in Animal Crossing. Oh yes, the potting bench. Uh, that's seven clay, uh, three iron nuggets. <laughs> Genuinely though, it really does. I don't know, half these items... I don't know, like, so, the original Animal Crossing games, you obviously had access to all these furniture items, but like, you couldn't Wait, put Wait, did you play outside. the GameCube one? Yeah, that was the first one. I never yeah. played the GameCube one. I really? started with DS. Yeah. Are you sure? You definitely played the GameCube one because Man, I you remember... literally backed up in your seat. You went whoosh. Are you sure? <laughs> because I vividly remember sixth grade us uh, sitting at the same lunch table, 
actually no you're right i do remember because so yeah i vividly remember we were discussing it and i was saying how great it was and you were like it looks kind of kitty i like playing on my ps2 and i was like all right nerd then i mean you hit the nail on the head but anyways (laughs) i was busy playing atv off-road fury which was for those of you that don't know pretty much little quads that you rode through mountains that game was really cool but was it as cool as animal crossing on gamecube though it wasn't so it's funny because like at work like a lot of people are playing Animal Crossing at work, but there's some people that just don't understand. And we had this little presentation, or whatever. It's like, oh, like who are you? I'm like, and there are people are talking about like, yeah, I do like Zoom to, you know, I do Zoom chats to um, teach this dance crew that I taught before the before the pandemic was going on or whatever. And people are like, yeah, I like Facetime my parents. And I'm like, ooh, here's a picture of me and my friends playing Animal Crossing at a, a town, listening to this guy play music together. <laughs> and people are like, oh, okay, mm-hmm, yes. Oh yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Live visual con- or virtual concerts. Visual yeah, concerts anyway. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I got I officially got the actual Go KK Rider song, so now I have it playing in my house and in my DIY workstation area that I built. Wait a um, second. Yeah, he sent it to us after the concert. Did he? Yeah. He didn't send it to me. I literally just bought it with money. Uh-oh. I was scammed. You were <laughs> scammed. Did you get the Go KK Rider song, Lauren? Whose town were we in? No. Were were we in your town? Maybe he only did it in your no, town. No, we were in Ryan's town. He didn't send me anything. Rachel's town? I don't know. We were somewhere. I think you're making stuff Oh, we up, were at my town. We were at my town. Anyways, he sent me the record. So Anyways. Let's set good. the record straight. <laughs> Anyways, right, have you heard know. any of your neighbors say enough idle chit-chat since you've played this game? No. That was only That's the all I live for in life. <laughs> enough it, idle chit-chat. Haha. <laughs> It might have been the DS ones, but yeah, it was only a GameCube thing. Um, Uh, Anyways, that's a mess. So, yes, anyways, Animal Crossing has taken over the world, more specifically our world. Uh, We've been playing it nonstop, which I'm sure we'll talk about just in a little bit. But in case you've been lost for the past six minutes and 10, 11, 12 seconds, (laughs) this is What the Funcast, episode 77. Obviously, we've done more episodes than that. Uh, Obviously, we record every Tuesday, and we are here to bring you all of the news in the middle of this pandemic which actually we've got a good amount of news here there's some good stuff some good stuff on the nintendo front some good stuff on the animal crossing front anyways yeah. we'll get to that soon but what have you been doing i heard you had your first big debut on the twitch stream the twitch they say you as, heard uh, bitch you were there <laughs> I, heard, I heard i heard i walked line. outside and the birds flying by said hey did you see that loser on twitch <laughs> so on the what the fuzz want the fun what the cast. fuzz cast <laughs> what he the said cast. what the feather Twitch. cast listen can i live for one second on one. the paul <laughs> okay i'm done on the what the fun cast twitch um i decided it would be a good idea i don't know if we promoted this in the last episode but i decided it would be a good idea to to hop on and dj on friday night just to uh you know lift some spirits um the real reason is because there's all these djs um like streaming on Twitch or whatever, like doing live DJ tests because all their shows have been canceled. And I was getting annoyed with not getting the set that I wanted. I would be like, ooh, that DJ's streaming. And then they'd play the like deep techno house from the 90s. And I'm like, no one wants this. Like, please just give me good music. So I was like, what if I just did it myself? Um, so I did. And it was great. It was super, super fun. I uh, took a little bit of setting up and making sure everything was right. I didn't even know where I was going to do it. I ended up using like my sock drawer dresser thing as my DJ stand, um, but it all worked out. It was really cool. 
Um, Twitch only took three days before they started like muting parts of it for copyright infringement. But even oh, they then, did. Even then, though, when I listen back to it, nothing is muted. So I'm like, what did you mute? Like, why did I get this notice? So who knows? Oh I don't gosh. know what, what happened. Every time um, you went on the microphone, they muted you. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. I was like originally intending like maybe going like an hour, an hour and a half. I ended up streaming for like two and a half hours straight. It was it was a lot, a lot of fun. And everyone was having a great time. Um, so I'll do it again sometime in the future. I'm not sure when, though. I definitely won't do it this week just because it's uh, Ramadan will be the first day. First day of Ramadan is on Friday. Um, so I probably won't do it then just because I'll be dead from having fasted all day. But, um, I don't know, maybe in two Could weeks. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh, you would be extremely dead. But yes. I was pretty dead the first time because I only you had were four hours of sleep. The... <laughs> yeah, you need to figure out how to sleep. This is, well, let me talk about the DJ set. Then I'll talk about your sleep schedule. But it was a lot of fun. Um, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like, not that we were like jumping around dancing or anything, but like all of our friends were in the Twitch chat and we yes. were just poking around and having fun and talking about random things, which may or may not include Animal Crossing. And, you know, um, so it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And obviously we had it bumping downstairs, walls shaking. So it was, uh, it was a good time. But yes, your sleep schedule, it's funny because I'm always the one that's like, hmm, I can't sleep. Hmm, I, whatever, I this. Now all y'all are complaining, like, oh, I can't sleep. Only took a pandemic for y'all to get woke. I, see, my issue is I can, once, if my issue is getting to sleep, your issue is you just wake up too early. Yeah, I know. My, like, I, yeah, I, I, what was it? On Sunday night, I went to sleep at, like, five in the morning. Like, I literally couldn't fall asleep. And I woke up and I was like, "Mm, I'm just going to tell everyone that I got sick or something. (laughs) And then I, like, went back to, or tried to, like, fix my sleep schedule last night. And I still couldn't get to sleep early enough because my body was like, you like didn't actually wake up until noon. So I'm trying. I I, like actually made my made a point to wake up this morning early so that I like got, you know, only five hours sleep last night. Um, So hopefully tonight I will pass out at a normal hour, normal hour being like 1 a.m. And then actually when I when I got sick the other night, like literally once everything kind of started to pass through. I knocked out so hard. I've never knocked out harder in my life. It was like I closed my eyes, and it was like, sleep. And then that was it. <laughs> it was it was good. I'm like, oh, aha. I only have to get a stomach bug and or food poisoning to have this happen. Amazing. What so, an eventful weekend you had. Oh, my God. That was a disaster. Truly. Anyways. Um, I, I, the, the Cliff Notes version is I got sick off of I don't even know what, but I was uh, using the facilities quite often. So. <laughs> exciting love that. oh yes yes anyways next topic so what else have you been doing besides djing on twitch um i haven't gotten a chance or i hadn't got a chance to play more control because saturday i like did chores like had to do like taxes and whatnot and then then sunday i just didn't want to do anything and here Mm -hmm. we are it's now tuesday um but it's ridiculous it's like oh the weekend Hmm, amazing light speed the weekends feel so short it's like oh you want to do stuff Mm, the weekend's over now bye like, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, thanks. Probably doesn't help that I wake up at like 3, 3 p.m. on weekends. But besides that... Um, there is truly nothing better than waking up at like 7 a.m. on a Saturday because the day lasts forever. But like, imagine me going to sleep early on a Friday night. Can't relate. Yeah, but I still go to sleep at like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and I wake up at like 7. That's horrible. That sounds like it's a It's the best idea. of both worlds. If I wake up at 7, I'm immediately going to be like, absolutely not, good night, and I go back to sleep. That's a you problem. This is why Maybe you miss turnips every week. No, I didn't miss the turnips. I only missed them one time. Anyways. Hold on, wait. <laughs> let me be a med. Uh, can I come to your island? Your turnips are five five bells cheaper. 
they were 29 bells cheaper. Echo <laughs> was released on Overwatch last Tuesday, and we both got a chance to play her uh, actually on console. And she's interesting. So far, so good. I, I really enjoy her, but she is she has a high skill cap. Um, she's not an easy hero to master by any means. No, she is definitely not. I got yeah, her on really Mr. Heroes once, and I'm like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. She gets a, She takes a little bit of getting used to, um, specifically in the movement. Like, I, I have to, like, fiddle with the controls or whatever. But she's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, Animal the, Crossing. The little sticky bombs are ridiculous. Like, they're too damn strong. They were already nerfed. They used to basically one-hit kill, and now they only do 75 damage. Oh, but always. that, in combination with your normal, like, shooting, is mm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, in addition to, or other than that, um, other than any video games, I actually started Dairy Girls on Netflix. So looking for another kind of like 30-minute show to watch. Um, and it's pretty good so far. It's pretty funny. It's a, it's a little sitcom. Well, not sitcom. It's a comedy. Um, and it's uh, these four girls and one guy in Dairy, Ireland. Um, and they're like in the 90s or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a coming-of-age, just silly shenanigans uh, I really enjoy it. It's pretty funny. It's good. That's good. But I've yeah. never heard of that show before. You should give it a watch. I think you'd enjoy it. There are if so you're... many other shows I need to watch. I mean, you yeah, it's that. not like a high priority thing, but it's some. It's good to have in the background. It's pretty funny. Yeah, we we haven't really watched any shows this week after binging through Tiger King. We we're like, hmm, nailed it or nothing. So, and then we've tried to limit our exposure to the news because that just doesn't do any good for anybody. So, yep. um, but we've turned that on once in a while, but no, we did watch, we did watch Sonic. Um, so Sonic is on early release and I guess with the early release movies, what they did is they're releasing the Insta watch copies early as well. So like if you pre-order the Blu-ray, I guess you get the Insta watch copy in advance. So I know some companies do that. I think like Walmart and Best Buy even maybe do it. If you like pre-order the Steelbook or the Blu-ray release, you get the InstaWatch copy now. So obviously that thing. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I know I know that they've done it for a few um, different movies. But anyways, so the online code sites that I follow uh, did they started selling Sonic through InstaWatch. So I bought that and we watched it and it was good. It was very enjoyable. It was very funny and very fulfilling and um, would definitely recommend it. Very like, very similar in, I guess, in the sense that it's a video game movie, but I guess very similar to that of like Detective Pikachu in the sense of that you know, it was enjoyable. It was pretty quick. I mean, it was like an hour and a half long. So you saw it. Um, I know you enjoyed it as well. So yeah, would definitely I kind of, I think I liked it a little bit more than Detective Pikachu, actually, surprisingly. I did like it more than Detective Pikachu. Yeah. I think that Detective Pikachu was really good, but some of like the Pokemon that I didn't know and stuff dragged it on longer than I wanted it to. Um, only because I didn't know some of the Pokemon where I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny, but I'm sure there's a lot more humor to be had had I known who Snuffleupagus or whatever the hell the Pokemon's <laughs> name is. Oops. That's from that's from Sesame Street. Relax. I was he's like, a, what? He's a big elephant guy from Sesame Street. Oh but um, aside from that, I did start up Guacamele on Switch. So, obviously, there are some ridiculous sales out there. There's a lot of companies that are trying to, we've talked about this in the past, with the quarantine and everything, get people to stay home severely, not severely, but drastically discounting games uh, across all platforms, Switch included. For those of you who've never played Celeste, Celeste is $5 on Switch. Turn on your Switch right now and buy Celeste. The game is fantastic. Um, yeah, Meds give me that look like, I own it, but I've never played it. I see it in your I eyes. I have played it. 
Oh, you have. That's right. You did start it up. You're right. Yeah. I I retract my drag. Um, So I did start up Guacamelee. I didn't get too far into it. It was kind of a little break from Animal Crossing. Um, I started playing this game called Rive. And Rive is made by Two Tribes. And Two Tribes is most famous for Toki Tori, which is that game with the little yellow bird. Anyways, I didn't realize this, but Toki or uh, Two Tribes went bankrupt years ago. And anyways, Rive was their last game. And Rive is like... It's like a running gun, like you're like this little machine or whatever, and you just like go around and jump through levels and stuff, and just, you know, it's like a, a, du- a twin stick shooter, but you use one stick to move and one stick to shoot, so I guess it's a one stick shooter, but anyways, <laughs> so it's uh, Close. it's a lot of fun, I enjoy it, it's one of those games you can pick up, play for like one level, and then put it down and go away, so definitely enjoyable there. Um, I talked oh, a little bit... cute, I'm looking up uh, screenshots of it, and it looks... It's like a dollar. It's they. It's like the the games are like eighty percent off. So as part of the spring sale. So Toki Tori is a little puzzler game. It first released on Wii, and then they did Toki Tori Two, which also released on Wii as part of like WiiWare. Toki Tori One was I think a WiiWare launch exclusive or launch whatever. Now it's on like every system. I think I think it's on like iOS as well and Android. So anyways, Rive was their last game. Supposedly Toki Tori Two put them like into bankruptcy status because it didn't do well enough. Whatever. Yada yada yada. So, um, I also played Borderlands. So, I talked a little bit last time about the Humble 2K bundle, which comes with, like, Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2. So, I did start playing Borderlands 1 on PC, and it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I was <laughs> sharing my screen the other night with Ahmed as he was watching me play, and it's kind of dated. It's, like, the world's... It's interesting because... So, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, they just redid the original games, which were red rescue team and blue rescue team whatever so anyways that game is like a dungeon crawler kind of but with pokemon so you like play as a pokemon and it's very like you move in certain ways like along almost like a checker or chessboard where everything is like a square and then you go and like attack different pokemon or whatever and you like get items and stuff like that so a lot of fun for its time they redid it with the same scale so it's like now what used to be as a handheld like on a Game Boy Advance or an old-style DS, is now blown up on the Switch, where you've got this, like, 30 by 30 board with you're this one little Pokemon, and then you have, like, one item in the corner, one item in the corner, and then one character. So you have, like, four things on a 30 by 30 board. So it's, like, this massive board. That's how Borderlands 1 feels. It feels, like, gigantic, where the world is so big, but there's nothing there. It's just very open and, and bland, which, for the time, when it first came out on 360 and PS3... It was open, very open world and very like, ooh, ah, this is crazy, like walk and you got to go all the way over here to get wherever you need to go or whatever. Whereas now it's like, you know, the, the graphics look like Borderlands, so that's fine, but it's also like, holy crap, this is a big area and there's not much here. Oh, it's like, there's these little skag guys, I got to kill them. And then I move around, oh, there's another skag and oh, there's another skag. And I'm like, okay, like enough. So yeah, it's interesting. I remember like back in, you know, the late 2000s, early 2010s, like, the pinnacle of like this is gonna be a good game is like it takes you an hour to go from one into the map of the other and it's like yes okay but what is there to do in that hour it takes to travel like is the space actually utilized or is it just big for no reason so so it's funny because like the polar opposite now is breath of the wild touted that right so breath of the wild was like you can literally look at that mountain you can go up that mountain if you want it's like okay Mm -hmm. and it's oh it takes you like x number of minutes or whatever it might be to run across the island or the land and you're like, wow, okay. But then you do it, and you're like, oh, 
there's a Bacoblin camp. Let me go tear these guys up. Oh, there's a, a giant. Let me go try to take him down. Like, oh, there's a... Um, damn. Oh, Guardian. The little guys. The yeah. octopus-looking guys. I'll go take him down. Oh, the towers um, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, or the ta- yeah, or the little dungeons. And, yeah. like, you hit all these different things. And, obviously, I'm still very early on in Borderlands. But it's one of those things, like, if I were to continue, like, does it get any better? Like, yeah, so I went to a boss. Or I, I did the first boss fight. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was pretty cool. But I'm sure, like, Borderlands 3 and probably even Borderlands 2 to some extent have a little bit more advancement on that front. But Borderlands 1 is very... Um, it looks good because it's been, you know, enhanced and everything. But other than that, I'm like, okay, this is this is a little much. So I'll give it. A, I'll keep giving it a try. I'll try Borderlands two. Um, I'm gonna give Bioshock a whirl because I've always wanted to beat Bioshock one. Um, I almost beat Bioshock Infinite on 360, but I might play through that again. So I'm gonna mess around on my PC and see. Ahmed got me all set up on Twitch, so I'm all ready to stream on the What's Funcast account. So I'll start doing that at some point as well. Um, I do think I want to start with something else more like, uh, you know, either Gear, well, I don't know, Gears or Ori or some one of the Game Pass games because there's a ton of games on Game Pass that are more relevant that I think people would be more willing to take a watch at than some old games. So more to come there. Um, and then Animal Crossing, which we've talked about, and Overwatch, which we've talked about. So let's jump right in. 21 minutes. Holy crap. Anyways, I talked too much. So um, <laughs> It's fine. I talked for like the first 10 minutes. We're all good. So we will jump right into the hot tops. We'll get the sad news out of the way as we've been trying to do lately because I don't think you come here to listen to sad news. Um, You come here to listen to good news and to listen to us banter about Animal Crossing. So uh, first up on the hot tops list here, San Diego Comic-Con is canceled. So this should not come as a surprise to really anybody, but needless to say, it is news and we'll report out on it because it, you know, this affects stuff that we do because... We typically make the pilgrimage up to New York Comic Con. Obviously, Med lives in New York, so not much of a pilgrimage, but that's what we do every year. Obviously, that is also in jeopardy, given the fact that the Javits Center is currently a temporary hospital uh, helping coronavirus victims. Um, so, anyways, this one comes from The Verge. Uh, Julia Alexander reports here uh, the convention will instead run next year from July 22nd through July 25th, 2021. Comic Con, often referred to as SDCC, was scheduled to run from July 23rd. Uh, yeah. Okay, it repeats itself. Anyways, from July 23rd through July 26th, people who have already purchased badges for the convention will have the opportunity to either request a full refund or transfer their badges to Comic-Con 2021, according to the organizers. Those who booked hotels via OnPeak, the service used in partnership with San Diego Comic-Con, will also see their deposits refunded. Continuous monitoring of health advisories and recent statements by the governor of California have made it clear that it would not be safe to move forward with plans for this year, the organizers said in a statement. So... Um, I don't want to dwell too much on this. The bottom line is it's unfortunate. We hope that everyone is staying safe and we get through this coronavirus pandemic soon. Um, and effectively, not just get through it and try to reopen and whatever. So, which is good that people are listening. So I'd imagine New York Comic Con will probably be canceled at some point as well, given the, given kind of the climate of, you know, what needs to happen for us to reopen the way we used to know it, that is probably far off. So Yeah. Yeah, it is sad, but it's it's necessary and it's understandable yes. and it's for the best. So yep. it is uh it is we'll certainly, see. certainly necessary. So And I mean I'm sure most of like the entertainment, you know, all the panels and stuff I'm sure were kind of being shifted around and whatnot because like 
the panels at Comic-Con are usually, uh, or at least the big announcements that come out of Comic-Con, like specifically from Marvel and DC and whatnot, are usually based around their upcoming movies and TV shows, and a lot of those are delayed, or not really coming out on time anymore, so it's, um, I don't think we're going to be, you know, missing out too much on that front, as of, as of the stay-at-home audience, as for attendees, obviously the experience sucks, but... Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, right? So you have that, and then you also have the fact that a lot of these companies are just shoehorning these movies into like the next possible date. I mean, look at if you look at Raya, and I didn't even realize, and we actually kind of failed to report this last time, but Soul took the spot of Raya and the Last Dragon. So Raya and the Last Dragon is now pushed to next year, and yes. Soul has now taken Raya's spot. So yeah, everything kind of they have these tentpole dates that they studied that they know do well, and they just slot the movies into each one of these dates. So when everything gets delayed, just they just shift everything back. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's but anyways, um, enough sad news. Let's move into some good news. Well, well, I, guess I don't know if this is good news. Anyways, it's not sad. It's just a thing. Um, speaking of movie delays, Venom 2 has uh, also been delayed. Add to the slew of delays that we've been reporting on for the past like four episodes. Um, but we uh, did get an official name. It's not called Venom 2. It'll officially be called Venom Let There Be Carnage. Um, oh. This one comes from IGN. It's going to be delayed eight months from October 2nd to June 25th, 2021. Um, but yeah, that's that. Still um, never saw the first one, so does it really matter? It's a good movie. It's a, I know. Well, sorry, it's a no, good it's bad an, movie. It's an enjoyable movie. Yeah, you you've you've said that. So one day yes. I'll uh, one day I'll do. You know, I'll, I'll watch it. But you know, and now that we have all this time, my body's like, mm, I don't want to do anything. Movies are two hours. That's crazy. I'm tired suddenly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's well, it's so funny because it's like all this time, and then I literally pick up my Switch and I have so many games that I want to play, and I'm like, I'm looking at Animal Crossing. I'm like, I could work on my town and then change it the next day. So, <laughs> I'm gonna terraform my entire town tonight, and then tomorrow I'm gonna be like, I hate this. It's just so like relaxing. If I want to go catch a fish, I can go catch a fish. Like if I wanna, mm-hmm. and it's very satisfying because like yesterday, I was on a mission to get. All we do is talk about Animal Crossing. Anyway, <laughs> I was on a mission. That's all we do in general. I was on a mission to get my remaining bugs and fish, which actually I have to try to get the golden trout tonight. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> so. All I was missing was the flea, the fly, the ant. I got the fly and the ant. I was missing the flea, the spider, and I think that's it. Oh, and the goldfish. I got the goldfish, um, I don't know, over the weekend, I think. Those are hard to get. They are or not? Are not. The goldfish? The ranchu goldfish? I've had three villagers of fleas. I don't don't know about the goldfish. Let me tell you. So first of all, I don't talk to my villagers. I'm (laughs) antisocial. I don't like these people. They're all going to move away. Every time I talk to them, they're like, grog, grog, grog. Do you even lift, bro? And I'm like, shut the hell up. No one cares. <laughs> what did she say? Grog, grog, grog. I'm going to introduce you to this villager. He's an asshole. I hate him. <laughs> but he's like, grog, grog. What's going on? How's your quads? Like, shut up. I'm I like so my jockey villager. He's nice. He's, he's I have a, like three jockey villagers. <laughs> the game is trying to say something to me. It's like, hmm, we saw a picture of you. You need jockey villagers. <laughs> Stop. So no, anyways. My jock is like, he's a himbo. He's just stupid, oh, what? but he's nice. A himbo, like a bimbo, but a himbo. What's a himbo? Uh, so, like a a bimbo is like a dumb girl. A himbo is like a dumb guy, but like he has a kind oh, of heart. Okay. Like he's All a right. nice man, but he's like an idiot. He's a That's nice my... man. I meant he's a nice man bear. <laughs> he's not even a bear. My jock filter's a chicken named Goose. A anyways. chicken named Goose. Anyways, moving on. So, anyways, <laughs> sorry. Wait, hold on. So, what I was getting at was I was able to like. I'm like, okay, I just gotta go shake some trees and I can find the spider. And then after, like, shaking, like, 20 trees, I found the spider. 
and it's very fulfilling because it's like I know what's gonna happen. I just gotta do it. And then the fleas, I'm like, let me go talk to all my village. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Hey, they're probably like, why, why is this guy talking to us all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so my one villager's sitting there, and I said, oh, I'm so itchy. And then I see the fleas like roaming all over. I was like, please, this is disgusting. <laughs> Canceled. Oh my god. Anyways, so what were you getting at about the? But oh, you're just talking about Animal Crossing is relaxing. Okay. <laughs> oh no, because you're like all this time, but yeah, all this time. Yes. And then I'm like. I have all these games, but I could just play Animal Crossing. That's how it is. That's what are the hours? We didn't track the hours of how much. Hey, here, you cover I'm the next one. I'm at 190. You're at 190? Anyways. Yeah. All right, you cover the next one. I'm going to check everybody's hours. All right, so. Um, oh, no. System update. Get out. <laughs> now, no more sad news officially. Um, Netflix has acquired the rights to Enola Holmes, um, a film that will be. or I don't know if it's a series or a film. It sounds like a film. Um, it's starring Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill. Um, this one comes from IGN. Is it Henry Cavill? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> he said Henry Cavatelli and Broccoli. I said Cavill. Cavatelli? I'm going to kill you. Sorry, go on. Uh, Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown, and uh, The Witcher's Henry Cavill are staying in the Netflix family. Legendary Entertainment announced today that Netflix has acquired global rights, excluding China, to Enola Holmes starring Brown and Cavill. Cavill excluding China? Means. I guess. I don't know. They Why? would just do it in theaters in China? I don't know. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay, 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 I got you. Yeah, so the official plot synopsis is that Enola Holmes tells the story of Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes, uh, Mycroft Holmes' rebellious teen sister Enola, a gifted super sleuth in her own right, who often outsmarts her brilliant siblings. When her mother mysteriously disappears on her 16th birthday, Enola asks help from her older brothers. But soon realizing they're less interested in solving the case than in packing her off to finishing school, Enola does the only thing a smart, resourceful, fearless, young 1880s woman can do. She runs away to London to find her. Uh, So this is interesting. I didn't even realize that this was a a movie that was coming out, let alone being acquired by Netflix, I guess. Um, But it is interesting. So these kind of, I would say smaller studios, legendaries and smaller studio, but... These studios that see that there's no feasible way to put these movies out in theaters, and instead of delaying them, they're just like, all right, we'll sell it to Netflix and Netflix and distribute it. So, um, and this isn't the first time this happened. This also happened with the Amazon Prime movie as well, right? Or Amazon Prime acquired the rights to distribute a movie that was going to go to theaters. No, you're giving me a weird face like this. Doesn't maybe? Make sense. It sounds vaguely familiar, but Let I mean, Amazon also has its own studios. I had heard something about Amazon was trying to acquire some of the films from South by Southwest, but yeah. it it seemed like a feel-good story. It's like, oh, cool, Amazon's trying to promote these movies that didn't get a chance to premiere at South by Southwest, but it also seemed like they were kind of stiffing them and not giving them like the right amount of money for it. Which is Because they were, they were acquiring the rights to it as opposed to just screening it. Like, South by Southwest mm-hmm. does not own the rights to a movie screen there, but distributors can, like, big, you know, studios can go and pick it up and distribute it, like, Paramount, Universal, whatever. Yeah. Versus Amazon would just buy it. And if it's successful, Amazon's like, oh, well, this is ours now. Buy. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so Amazon to stream 39 South by Southwest films from Canceled Festival. That was eight hours Oh, ago. they poached 39 of them? Anyways. Uh, narrative and documentary features and shorts will be available on April 27th through May 6th. Well, I mean, the thing is, a lot of these people don't have other routes for distribution anyway, so they probably just saw the money and were like, all right. Yeah, this, filmmakers this submitted to South by Southwest, by the way, this is from therap.com. Uh, we're invited to opt in to take part in the online film festival that will play on Amazon Prime Video in the U.S. starting on April 27th and running through May 6th. The films are available for free to U.S. audiences with only a free Amazon account. 
Interesting. The lineup includes some of the award winners that the South by Southwest juries announced last month, despite the festival being canceled. Um, anyways, there, there was one I'm pretty sure that Amazon got the rights to distribute on Amazon Prime for, uh, you know, instead of instead of taking it to a movie theater, because a very similar situation to what you just described. Gotcha. Um, right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Amazon didn't acquire the, the complete rights, apparently, if this festival is only running for a limited time. Um, so I hope that they're not screwing over these filmmakers. But Yeah, I hope not, too, because that's not good. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look into it deeper. And I'll correct myself in another a later episode. A um, later episode? <laughs> but yeah, so Netflix, uh, Enola Holmes, no release date is set yet, but should be coming soon. Um, and then last but not least in our entertainment section here, uh, remember the Hunger Games? Hope you're hungry for more. Ha. <laughs> so <laughs> the Hunger Games <laughs> franchise is back. This one comes from IGN. Lionsgate announced Tuesday, today, that the studio is developing a feature film version of Suzanne, Suzanne Collins' prequel novel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That was only uh, a matter of time. I saw that that book yeah. was coming out, and I was like, wait a second. I didn't realize that was coming out. That, that, that's uh, Yeah, I'm not surprised yeah. at all, but yes. The book is not even out yet. It comes out next month, I want to say. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Francis Lawrence, who directed Catching Fire, Mockingjay Part 1, and Mockingjay Part 2, will return to helm the film. No word yet on casting. Um, The synopsis for this film is that, uh, I'll just read it out. Um, The film will focus on Cornelius Snow at age 18, uh, years before he would become the tyrannical president of Pan Am. Young Cornelius, is it Coriolanus? No, I was like, Ahmed, that's not Cornelius, it's like (laughs) Coriolanus. There's a lot of letters there that aren't in the right order. Coriolanus. Coriolanus. President Snow. (laughs) Young Snow is handsome and charming, and though the Snow family has fallen on hard times, he uh, sees a chance for change in his fortunes when he has chosen to be a mentor for the 10th hunger games only to have his elation dashed when he oh, his, sorry his elation dashed when he is assigned to mentor the girl tribute from impoverished district 12 interesting i don't really remember too much i did read all these books and see all the movies but i don't really remember too much about who that girl tribute might be um from district 12 that they're referring to but i don't know seems interesting oh, oh oh because okay. it's not Katniss, obviously. This is way before. Yeah. Oh well, wait. The tenth Hunger Games. What Hunger Games were they on in the, in the official? They were on like the forty something. The seventy right? fifth was the, oh, was the quarter okay. quell. Just kidding. Okay, so this is nothing to do with the originals besides Snow. I don't think there's gonna be any other recurring yeah. characters. I haven't. Obviously, no one's read the book, but should yeah, be interesting. No. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we will. We will see indeed. Because I. Uh... I don't know. Catching Fire was really good, but then it all kind of went downhill. I don't know. Catching Fire was really good. I, I was really just going to say that. I loved Catching Fire, the book and the movie. Yes. And then Mockingjay was like, mm, I don't know about yeah. that. But. Anyways, before... So we're going to move into the Hot Tops, the gaming section. Uh, before we do, here's the Animal Crossing rundown of <laughs> game hours played from my friends list of, you know, I don't know, 10 people maybe. Without naming names. So, number one is Ahmed at 190 hours. Without naming uh, <laughs> names. Number one is Ahmed. Okay. No, nice. that's the obvious one. Okay. Uh, 35 hours, 250 hours. I know who that is. 220 hours, 5 hours, 120 hours, 105, hasn't played, 240 hours. Wait a minute. There's 50 hours. people over 200? <laughs> 50 hours, 20 hours. 315 hours. I know who that is for sure. Okay, never mind. Wait, who are the other three people at 200? Tell me later. Text me. (laughs) Like and subscribe for the answer. Uh, 110 hours, 40 hours, and that's it. 
Oh wait, what am I at? 130 hours. Me. I wonder if Nintendo tracks the playtime on their end. I mean, they probably do, but like, if they would ever publish such a number and be like, you guys have played over 10 billion hours of Animal Crossing. Imagine it locks up after like a thousand hours, like, please stop playing. <laughs> it's like, go outside. <laughs> we can't. But oh sir, gosh. I've already Anyways. taken my staley, my staley, my daily state-sanctioned walk. Oh my god, state-sanctioned walk? All right, so let's move in to the hot tops for the gaming section. Uh, we are 36 minutes into the show here, so why don't you take the first one? I feel like I always talk about GameStop. That's fine. GameStop remains a joke. Um, they're apparently planning to reopen some stores in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, this one comes from Kotaku. Um, so GameStop CEO is taking a 50% salary reduction as part of the pay cuts across the company as it prepares to reopen really? stores in some states. Yes. Interesting. Uh, the company has begun the process of reopening stores in Italy, Germany, and Austria, which is bo- all still on lockdown, specifically Italy. So here's a fun little side story. I'll get back to this quickly. But I was playing Overwatch late one night, like late enough that I was matched up with someone in Italy. And he was talking on the mic, and we got to talking whatever. I'm like, how's the situation in Italy? He's like, yeah, it's still on lockdown, and I need like a notice, an official letter to go outside to go get groceries. I'm like, huh, interesting. I thought it was getting better. Never mind. So... <laughs> Now, GameStop's planning on reopening stores in Italy, Germany, and Austria, and the states of South Carolina and Georgia. Um, Don't is, even and get is, me started on South yeah. Carolina and Georgia, so we'll move right past yeah. that one. <laughs> and is preparing for the potential to reopen in other operating countries uh, and states in the coming weeks, wrote in a business update. Um, currently, one-third of GameStop stores are closed in the U.S., while the rest still sell games only via curbside pickups. Um, the embattled games retailer also announced that CEO George Sharman will take the 50% uh, salary cut, as we said. Um, the rest of the corporate leadership leadership team, including CFO Jim Bell, will take a 30% pay cut, um, while GameStop's board of directors uh, will take 50% cuts. Uh, the board of directors now includes, obviously, Reggie fils from former president of Nintendo. Um, Apparently, cuts aren't limited just to the management team. Beginning April 26th, certain other employees across the company's worldwide operating units will receive temporarily reduced pay between 10 and 30%, uh, the organization wrote. Um, other mentioned cost-saving measures include the option to uh, of temporary furloughs and reduced, uh, reduced work weeks for corporate support staff, um, less due inventory, and delays in paying rent on certain leases. So, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I understand they want to stay afloat and want to stay a company, and they have to make money somehow, but I don't think lengthening the crisis is the way to do it. I don't, know. I, I don't run a business, but like, I know. <laughs> this isn't going to help to make things... Like, you can't just reopen and like pretend like things are going to just go away. The virus is going to be like, oh, they're not scared of me. Okay, you're right, you're right. Like, what? It's just going to perpetuate. Yeah, it. it this is... This is obviously not the way to go. We know that GameStop is operating purely out of fear right now. They're trying not to go under. They already announced that they're going to close 300 more stores, uh, which is the last line of this article here. So we know that they're a dying breed, and it's it's unfortunate because I think that... Well, it's unfortunate because sales were going up. The stock, GameStop stock is going up right now because people are buying video games. Video games are propelling people through the pandemic and that's the fact of the matter if you look at there's a lot of articles i didn't want to include it on here because i think a lot of it is just more hysteria but there are people that have bots now that are buying up switches so you have an artificially created short well 
it's not just artificially created, but it is a it's encouraging and pushing even more of a shortage on switch units. So oh, if yeah. You, if you look yes, online, there are shortages of every system. It's it, Switch, PS4, Xbox, everything. Um, maybe not so much on the Xbox front, but because there's so many different models. But there are shortages. And so GameStop is doing well. I remember it was a few days before the lockdown. I was at GameStop, and they were pretty much like, yeah, no, we're sold out of. And he rambled off like every system you could imagine. All they had was like original Xbox Ones that were refurbished and like original PS4s that were refurbished and then like maybe the Xbox One S. But anyways, so they're doing well because they're selling so much stock. But now, and they're making money off pre-owned games, yada, 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 all that stuff. But now that they're totally closed down, like there is not a store in New Jersey that is allowed to be open right now. Like no, there's no curb, uh, GameStop-wise. There's no curbside. They're not essential. They are closed. And they're closed in the majority of the country. So no curbside is killing them because there are people out there that are probably buying from GameStop.com. GameStop.com is a whole nother shit show in and of itself. The website's awful. But it's just, it's it's expediting their, their slow, miserable decay into nothingness, into Circuit City hell. And they really should have focused on their online presence more and way earlier. Because yeah. like, if their online presence and their, and their uh, supply chain for delivering things quickly was set, it would they wouldn't be in this predicament because like you don't hear anything about Best Buy having a struggle because Best Buy has a solid online workplace workplace or a website whatever correct uh, marketplace that's the word I'm trying to look for um, like they they have like you know two day shipping they have all these things like it's it's they'll be fine yeah GameStop's online presence absolutely sucks they remodeled their website but it's still garbage underneath. And it's you know what's funny? Even after all that, so all that considered, GameStop still has the audacity to go and take Switch consoles and bundle them with a bunch of shit that nobody needs. And they're doing <laughs> that same tactic that they do when consoles launch. So when, like, the Xbox 360 and stuff launched, it was like, oh, you know, they're putting it out with, um, like, a, an HD TV and all this other, like, a shitty brand HD TV, of course. But they're doing all this different stuff that it's like, why are you doing this? So if you look online, I have to look and see because I think they took the bundles down. But I think they still have Switch Lite bundles. It's like the Switch Lite with a case with a memory card, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, $365. Which comes out to the exact prices if you were to buy all of them. But they're monopolizing on the fact that they have the system. You want the system, you need to buy all this other garbage with it. Um... Another one here, 64 gig memory card, switch light, screen protector, case, and a copy of Minecraft, 273.99. Now, the point there is that you're paying MSRP for every piece of that bundle. So it's just, I don't know. It's stuff like that where it bothers me. Like, just like they give have the, the value to the customer. Just, yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It is very, and very stupid. You just pass it down, and if people are buying it, then they're more likely to pre order games or buy games or buy a case on your website as they're purchasing it. There's no need to create, take a $200 system and turn it into a $400 bundle. But I digress. So let's move into the next topic here. Aside from GameStop being trash, trash, <laughs> trash, Switch is getting Crisis Remastered. So Crisis Remastered was announced and uh, leaked pretty hard um, in that I think the website went up early. So people were like showing the official website with the official artwork on it. So this is the original Crisis that is now remastered. Uh, the Crisis that you know and love. This one comes from IGN. Uh, Crytek has officially announced Crisis Remastered for PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. 
This means the remaster is the first Crisis game to ever appear on a Nintendo console. Uh, co-developed by Saber Interactive, Crisis Remastered features improved graphics and optimizations for current-gen consoles. This includes high-quality textures, improved art assets, temporal anti-aliasing, SSDO, SVOGI, if you can tell me what that means, I'll give you a penny, uh, depth fields, new light settings, motion blur, and particle effects where applicable. There will even be software-based ray tracing. There's I no can't really tell you what those, what those acronyms mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, really looking at it, I'm like, wait, I know, I don't. SSDO. Solid state digital optimization. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's great. Let's go with that. Uh, so, yeah. So, no release date. Uh, the trailer just said coming soon. So, this is exciting. I never played the original Crisis, but it's uh, pretty cool stuff. I mean, you yeah, know, It's just wild that it's coming to Switch because for the longest time, like, that was the de facto, like, can your computer, is your computer power enough to run Crisis? Like, that was the benchmark. So, so without really cool looking, switch. what year was that? Oh, I already looked it up. I'm sorry. I'm oh, you did. Uh, it came out in 2007. Yeah, uh, so but I do remember that. Amazing. And then it was like, oh, can your can your PC run Crisis Two? And yeah, yeah. I, I do agree with you. So it is pretty crazy. But when you take a, a a game from 2007, right, going back to the Borderlands discussion, they are bringing Borderlands One and Two over to Switch. So I think the developers are finally starting to get pretty good at porting things over to Switch. In the sense that, okay, maybe they give up on graphics a little bit and textures and um, the way things load. And, like, I saw there's a technique used in Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, where they actually put, like, another piece of wall or something to block some far-off texture to make it load differently. All these different techniques that are used to make pretty decent ports. Like, The Witcher 3 is a pretty decent port, from what I understand. Um, So, pretty cool stuff. But, yeah, it is definitely... Definitely good stuff here, um, and very interesting. Yeah, so. I feel like I feel like this will run pretty much as is on Switch, like as it looked. Like it won't be remastered. It'll run pretty much how it looked in 2007 on the Switch, which still looks pretty amazing, to be totally honest. Like for its time, and even now, it still looks like a current gen game. Like it, uh, if you told me that this was a screenshot from like I don't know PUBG or something, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Like I wouldn't be like, no, it looks outdated. Yeah. Uh, but because of the techniques that they use and the way they optimized it, I think it'll it'll run pretty well on Switch. Um, and then if you play it on like PS4 or Xbox or even PC, um, it'll be uh, you know it'll look all the better. But yeah. it'll still look pretty no, good for on sure. For sure. So all right, the moment we've all been waiting for, Ahmed. Tell me what happened today when you woke up. <laughs> Animal Crossing news. The game's been out for like. A little over a month, and we're getting a whole new update. I honestly got freaked out because I thought there was going to be new shops, and I was like, I'm going to have to rearrange my entire town. We're good. I'm sure that's coming, but yeah. One day. So um, this is this is good stuff. So, I mean, Nintendo's obviously capitalizing on the, the hype and the news, and everyone's talking about Animal Crossing. They're capitalizing big time on it. I'm sure they had plans for this already, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised did. if they accelerated a little bit. So Maybe. go ahead. Take us through... The Animal Crossing New Horizons update news. Yes. So, first and foremost, uh, Leaf's Garden Shop will be coming. Leaf is, I think, a new character. He may have made an appearance in, like, Pocket Camp or something, but I don't remember him being in any of the mainline Animal Crossing games. Um, He will be a merchant that will come and sit in your plaza and sell you um, gardening supplies, uh, as well as bushes and shrubs, which are completely new to the game. Um, So, you know, instead of just uh, flowers or just fences, you can have actual shrubs. Um, lining, you know, against your fences or lining entranceways or lining paths or whatever. Um, so that's really exciting. 
Um, and then another new merchant, or not a new merchant, a returning merchant, Red, uh, the shifty Scammon Fox, and his treasure trawler are coming back. Um, so he'll be on a boat on your off your beach that you'll be able to board and uh, buy some art from him. Um, some of the art might be fake. Most of it is real, I think. I don't know how to tell the difference between real and fake. Um, but Blathers will. If you try to donate the art and it's fake, he'll be like, hmm, I can't take this one. So watch out. Don't get your uh, bell stolen by Red. Um, but speaking of donating to the museum, there will be an art expansion, an art wing uh, in the museum now. So that's exciting. Um, and then there are a few new events. So this is where I think they probably jumped the gun by announcing all of these events pretty early on. Um, I guess normally under normal circumstances probably would have only announced the first one, but they decided let's just tell them everything that's going to happen until June. So first event is the Mayday Tour from May 1st to 7th. Uh, in the first week of May, players can use a one-time Mayday ticket at the island airport to head out onto a limited time tour to an island that looks different than the usual Mystery Island tours. A special visitor who looks familiar might also be there. Uh, who was it in the video? This was, I'm quoting from Polygon, by the way, um, who, who wrote this uh, little event thing out. Paul, if you can look at the video and tell me who the special yeah. visitor is. Um, International Museum Day will come uh, May 18th to 31st. To celebrate International Museum Day, players can partake in a, state, a stamp rally. Um, after receiving a, a special stamp card, players can enjoy viewing fish, insects, and fossils while collecting stamps at the various museum exhibits to earn an in-game reward. Um, so I'm assuming that your museum has to be pretty filled out in order to get these stamps. I don't know. We'll see how that works. Um, and then wedding season is June 1st to 30th. So no, you cannot get married get married in Animal Crossing, but you can be the photographer for a wedding. Um, so during a nuptial theme June, players can visit Harvey's Island. Harvey's the, you know, weird hippie dog. Um, and meet the married couple Reese and Cyrus. Uh, who were Reese and Cyrus in the original games? What did they do again? They're so familiar. I don't know. They're those tall, like awkward-looking alpacas or whatever. Yes, but I know they were in the original games. I totally did. They run what a they shop. Were. They did of some sort. I don't know what it was though. I don't know. I don't know. I'll look this up. Um, but Reese and Cyrus are married, and uh, you'll help arrange and take anniversary photos with them in the wedding picture studio, um, and you'll get wedding-themed items as a token of their gratitude. So very exciting stuff. Um, Clearly, there's. It seems like there's always going to be event every like two or so weeks. Um, well, International Museum Day, wedding season, kind of fall right up against each other. Um, hopefully, nothing and nearly as annoying as the Bunny Day event with all those stupid eggs when you're just trying to catch fish and fossils. Um, but yes, this game will have a very long. What's the word? Long lifespan, I guess, just because it's constantly being updated with stuff. It's gonna have long legs, um, as they say. Long legs. Did you ever find out who the the familiar visitor is on the Mayday tour? I'm looking. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they said who it is. Let me take one more, one more quick peek at the video. I remember it. Who is the Mayday special visitor? Well, fan favorite Rover is clearly visible in the trailer. See below for the entire video. So the smart money is obviously on him. Rover is the very first character veterans of the series. Met in the very first Animal Crossing game back on GameCube or N64 in Japan. So it's great to see him back in the Switch game. Rover. It's that cat with the pointy ears. Is he the one that like introduced you to the island? Or what What was his role? I don't know. I never played that one. I don't remember. I haven't played that one in a while. And, now and then what was your other dead. question that you were saying? Oh, Reese and... Uh, oh, Re yeah. Reese and Cyrus, um, they were in Animal Crossing New Leaf, and they worked at retail. And it was the place where you can um, 
it was kind of like a I don't know. It doesn't say what it was. I don't I don't think I actually played New Leaf that much. I really didn't play honest. much of New Leaf. I got it and then I didn't play much of it. Wild World was my jam. Let's see. It works at retail. So it was another store. I'd imagine it was like a, a ta- well, it sounds like a tailor. Town shop provides upholstery, recycling, flea market, and selling items. Oh, so you can put your own items up for sale there for like people to visit and buy. These were the days before Nookazon. Yes, truly. Um, so interesting that they're making a comeback in that in that sort of fashion, as opposed to being, uh, you know, like retailers, or whatever. But all right, enough Animal Crossing. We know you're sick of it. We know you're actually not. Um, but our final final gaming news: Super Mario Maker Two is getting its final update. Paul, I know this is all you have at it. Okay, so yeah, Super Mario Maker Two is getting its final update. Uh, I believe it's April twenty third. Let me just double check that date real quick. Um, but there is a lot of content coming. Uh, sorry, April twenty second. That's tomorrow. Uh, so there's a good amount of content coming here. So the final update will include the frog suit from Super Mario Brothers three. The power balloon from Super Mario World, a mushroom that turns your character into the, the Super Mario Brothers 2 sprite, allowing you to pick up and throw anything like you could in Super Mario Brothers 2. This mode is only compatible in the Super Mario Brothers uh, type of levels, so Super Mario Brothers the original. Uh, the Super Acorn, where you can float, I believe that was initially shown. That was a, a characteristic of uh, New Super Mario Brothers U, I believe. Uh, the Boomerang Flower. And then there are these wearables. One of them turns you into, like, a, a disguise you as a little Goomba. One of them gives you the power of a bullet bill. One of them gives you the power of a cannon. Another one's a pow block. Another one's a little propeller. So lots of cool stuff being added. Um, there's other little uh, pieces that are added in here. But perhaps the biggest mode that was announced was the World Maker. So what this allows you to do is you can create your own world in the tune of a Super Mario World world. So in Super Mario World, you had your overworld view where you went level by level and you crossed over a little bridge and went underground and went up in space and, you know, all these different things in your overworld. So they're now bringing that to Super Mario Maker 2. So what that means is that you can store five levels per world and then have up to eight worlds in your, like, world game pretty much. So um, that gives you a total of 40 levels. Uh, So you can pretty much make Super Ahmed World and you can use all of your custom-made levels in that world and then say, hey, Paul, go play Super Ahmed World and I could, you know, make my way through the world and, and, like, play that game within my game. So Super Mario Maker 2 is, like, younger me's dream. I don't have the patience nowadays to, like, make levels because after seeing some of the stuff people make, I'm like, I can never make that. I don't have the patience for it. So kind of like the same thing with Animal Crossing. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. So... Really cool, though, and definitely going out with a bang. So I will take a look at the Verge article here that we've linked. Um, I think that covers most of it, but what the Verge did say, and I thought this was kind of interesting, um, Nintendo will release the update for free on April 22nd. It's unfortunate that Super Mario Maker 2 won't receive any more content after that, but the ability to build an entire new Mario game isn't the worst way to sign off. So highly encourage everybody to go take a look at that video. If you play Super Mario Maker 2, you can literally design the entire overworld map the way you want it, in the style of some of the games that you have come to know and love. So what I will say about all this is it's interesting that Nintendo has released these little six-minute videos on YouTube to announce things like the Animal Crossing New Horizons update and to announce things like the final Super Mario Maker 2 update because this is almost like a piecemeal Nintendo Direct right now. Um, 
and it's interesting obviously given everything going on it's likely that they're holding back and they're just releasing some of the stuff that they can commit to over the next couple months without any major not that i think we've ever necessarily heard about crunch at nintendo but without any need for a crunch or some sort of exorbitant working hours for the employees that are probably working from home at this point so um it's very interesting because super mario 3d world for switch and metro prime trilogy for switch did pop up as inactive listings on Best Buy's website. So, Ugh. which we know that those are likely going to come, obviously two ports, but there's been heavy rumors around those coming. Um, and having said, you know, they, they literally said, like, just announced, uh, stay tuned for a release date or something. So, that usually happens after Nintendo Direct. So, I'd imagine that there was one planned for either late March or early April or late April. Then, you know, it probably got called off much like the PS5 reveal event and all these other events that have kind of gotten shaken up and turned on their head, much like the rest of the world has gotten turned on its head because of the coronavirus. Truly wild times to be alive. Yeah, truly, truly. so. But, so that about wraps up the news that we had for this week. Uh, what we thought was kind of a light week actually turned into some good discussion about us talking about Animal Crossing. <laughs> There's like a good 20 minutes of us just discussing Animal Crossing. It's okay. It's a good game. Anybody looking for a true disconnect from reality, go play Animal Crossing. I'm telling you. Just will not regret it. Do yourself a favor and don't watch Five Star Island Tours on YouTube. I swear it's I'm like... I might lose a sleep over it. It's like going through like your Instagram Discover page and just like seeing all these hot people like traveling all over the world and you're like, wow, I'm garbage. <laughs> but like in Animal Crossing. So oh just don't God. do it. Save yourself. Just live your best island life. I see so many, so many people like our friends are like oh, I'm terrible at Animal Crossing. It's like, you can't be bad at the game. Like, there's no win or lose. It's just having fun. But, like, when you see all these people with, like, their amazing, like, cute, like, islands and setups and, like, all this effort, I'm like, anyways, my island's garbage. So just avoid it. Pretend, don't look, and you'll be much happier. You are ridiculous, Ahmed. Don't be me. I'm being real. All right. That is it for episode 77 of What the Funcast. Follow us on Twitch, now that we're officially kind of active on there. Twitch.tv slash... What the fun cast? Yes, I, follow us on Twitter too. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram if you don't already. Honestly, no, Instagram's kind of whack. Follow us on Twitter, but like follow us on Instagram too if you want. <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> it out. Um, but yes, this is episode seventy-seven. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.